good 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 so drum roll this is our first guest on the show <laughs> so we've got karen davis from pink lemon branding and design hi karen Hello, lovely to be here. I'm really so excited. glad to have you. So glad to have you. Um, so I know you because you did my branding, my super branding, which I love. Um, tell us about what you do. So um, I work with small business owners and female entrepreneurs to help them ultimately discover what their brand is. Um, yes, I work on the branding side where we look at the aesthetics of the brand and what those visuals look like, but, but it's more about gaining clarity around who they are and how they need to show up in their business and what their business represents, how it's positioned, their message and all that good stuff that goes into it as well. So I work with them from a an holistic place to help them to see the bigger picture um, as to you know why they need to show up why they do and how they can go about doing it in their authentic way so I was a, a, a graphic designer I, I I had a previous life in London where I worked there for about 12 years I, I worked in sort of communications doing sort of design but but at a low, really low level um, and then in when I was 28 29 I left London to go and do a degree. I'd been doing five years of night school in London at the London College of Communication to kind of build my portfolio up because I, I just had this sort of feeling that I was supposed to do something else. And it, and then the jobs that I was, although I had really good jobs, they weren't really fulfilling me in the right way. And so um, I spent my evenings um, at night school, like I say, learning the craft of design, really, how typography works, how visual understanding, color therapy, getting all of that together. And then I was presented with a... Um, an opportunity if you like um, to leave my career in London and to go and do a BA honours in Maidstone where I could learn about graphic media so not just graphic design but branding and digital media as well and then I so, so which I did because I wanted to almost step away from what I was doing and and rebrand myself as a an official graphic designer um, and I wanted to really do it in a way that I could stand up tall and say, yes, I'm qualified. I really know what I'm doing. I've learned my craft and this is now what I can do for you. So I, I think I studied for about eight years in total. Um, and I know, uh, Naomi, you, you know, as an architect, you obviously spent a lot of time doing your training as well. And I, and I saw your episode where you talked about that, about the length of time that you need to kind of apply to your craft to really become qualified and trained. And, and, I, and I kind of felt like it was quite similar to my own sort of journey, really, because I've gone above and beyond in terms of training to really understand my craft. And, and so when I became a graphic designer, I started working for sort of national brands. And then it wasn't until I started having my children that it was, it was, I was looking at what I was doing and I realized that the passion I had for the job that I'd spent so long trying to achieve was diminishing. And it was diminishing because I, I had lost contact between uh, myself and the client and what they needed I was working at a design agency and I did, just didn't feel like I, I had that connection and so I just decided um, to go it alone 
um, my my decision behind that was was predominantly because I wanted to be there for my children and do the school run. And at that time, the agency was wanting me to to give more of myself. And I was at that crossroads um, when my eldest was starting school. And I just, so it, so it was that kind of decision. I, I wanted more, but I didn't want to give more to them. I wanted it to be on my terms so I could therefore, you know, be a mum as well. And, and so I just... I just woke up one morning and, and sort of announced this massive announcement to my husband, right, I'm leaving <laughs> on my own. And the look of horror on his face is like, what? But when yeah, was that? When was that, Karen? It was 2016. All right. Yeah, so I'd, we'd gone through the Easter period and I'd had a meltdown. I'd, I'd, ha I'd hit a wall. I don't know what it was, something had happened and I just, it brought everything to light. My daughter was starting school in September. I was frustrated with my job. I wasn't feeling as though I was progressing personally, professionally, and I just felt something was missing. And when I was doing my degree, it was a, it was a vocational degree. So I was very much kind of working alongside doing the physical degree. So I was working at a design agency and, and I, I was so alive with what I was learning and it just felt so right. But I'd lost it. I'd lost the spark. And, I, and, I, and it just occurred to me that I wasn't feeling the, the connection to the thing that I'd spent so long learning and committing to. It, it, it felt like it was going and I was losing the sense of me. What you're saying would resonate with a lot of people, a lot of people that feel disenchanted now in their careers in the buzz of London or, or what have you but once you made that decision and once you came away and then you started your new business how was it for you what what did you go through amazing I spent so I left in July 2016 and then I spent probably about um, just over a year going networking um, and just figuring out what it was I wanted to do. Where did I want to specialise? I was never going to just be a graphic designer. I didn't want to be a generalist. I wanted to make a difference. I knew that. I knew that I wanted whatever it was that I was creating, I wanted it to have a purpose and to make a difference. And so I spent some time in advance of that, working with clients. I did a lot of website design. And what I came to realise was... I was working for small business owners that didn't really have branding. They didn't know what their brand was. They didn't know how they needed to show up. They didn't understand their messaging. And me. so these websites, these websites didn't really contain a lot. They had very little substance, only being a, a digital tool. Um, but what happened when clients, potential clients got there, what, what was the thing that was going to make that that decision for the for that client to work with them and a lot of it was missing and so I, it, it it became really obvious to me that the the thing that i was most passionate about which was was branding where it is about understanding how you need to be showing up so that you can make that connection with your audience and that comes with everything you're putting out not just the logo and so that's why I created pink lemon branding and design because I wanted to I wanted to start with the branding at the forefront and then anything else came off the back of that can you please help help me to understand pink lemon tell me about that so I've got two young girls so I've got a I've got a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and and of course they were my um they, they, were, they were the ones that kind of gave me the strength, I suppose, to take the plunge into self-employment. So I wanted to have something that was a nod to them and the pink. Oh, God, 
so much pink in our house. Um, so I so I went for that, and then lemon. Um, my maiden name is Lewandowski. Um, I've got Polish roots. Um, although when my dad came out of the army, we changed it to Hall, so we lost that. But at school, I was always called Lemondowski. And then so I wanted it, again, to have that real personal connection so that it meant something to me. So as I build out my brand, it's got some real truth to it. And then when I started looking at the power of lemons... They are so powerful, and and then I and I always wanted to have something that was creative, so that so it, it seemed quite random. But actually, when you dig deep, there's real meaning there, and that's what branding is. It's about having something that you can hang your hat on that says, "Okay, this is what I'm about," and it just felt right for for the business. So it took me about nine months to come up with it. But then when I did, it was like, it's, it's absolutely the right, um, the right name for it. And it's perfect. It's perfect. I mean, anybody tuning in should, should check you out, look you up, Pink Lemon Branding and Design. Um, your brand is very, very strong. Well, it has to be. You can't have a weak brand because it's what you promote. Yeah, look. Yes. Yes, if you're yeah, setting up really in business, really good bit. Oh, I've, got, I've got mine upstairs. I should have brought it down. Ours is upstairs. Ours <laughs> is here with us. If anybody's setting up in business, I would definitely, definitely look you up. You definitely look me through branding. I had no idea how important the the brand recognition was because when I first set up my business, I just pulled this thing off the internet like a, a pretty picture and I thought that'll do and I just had D Lucy photography not, not even a logo um and you know and I set my website up and I and I sat and crossed my arms and waited for things to happen I had no, no idea <laughs> and I think I came to you Karen for a logo and you started started talking to me about branding and I thought no I don't want branding because that's going to cost me more money just want my logo please <laughs> thank you but we 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 went through the exercise and I would say to anybody now you have to absolutely find who you are through this process. Do you sell these? Because um, talking about like the process, the journey of creating brand in your business, um, I found it really helpful just to go through. And you know, if your brand was a celebrity, who would they be and why? And all these questions like this, I would have never have asked myself, but actually I found to be really helpful to, for me to test my brand because I've already got one. Um, but to check that it still works, it still functions the way I want it to be. So do, do you sell these? I do, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, what's interesting about those workbooks is um, it, it's because I do like a discovery um, um, session with clients, a lot of the same stuff was coming up. And it's amazing listening to the vision that, that people have. And, and you know, it, it's all part of it. It's, it's really understanding that. And, and I think before we can achieve anything, we need to get really clear as to what it is that we want to achieve and what we need um, to have in place to be able to, to, to move along and, and achieve our goals. And so that, that uh, sort of brand book came from just having so many discoveries with clients with the same things keep coming up. And so, yeah, I sell it. I mean, I sell it for £18 on my website and I'm just about to do a digi digital version as well where people can go on and download it. I There are a couple of things that really resonate with me. And, and the first is that you talk about um, you felt something inside you that you knew that the job you were doing 
wasn't enough. It wasn't fulfilling you. And that really resonated with me. And I'm sure it will with a, a number of people because often we know that we're bigger than the job that we're doing and we don't, and we've got more to give. Um, and the fact that you took that step, I think that's what Twanilla is all about, that we've all been there where we know that we can do more than we, than we're doing. Um, but it's just feeling that fear. Um, and, and it's, it's the difference between doing it and not, and you did it. So well done for that, first of all. Yes. Um, and secondly, um, it's interesting how much you studied because I, you know, I'm a professional marketer, um, before I'm anything else. And I remember thinking, no one's going to take me seriously as a marketer if I don't have a master's in marketing. So off I went to, to do that, just to have that badge. But it's interesting, do men go through that as well? Or is it just women that feel, you know, you have to have the badge, the qualification, rather than the clients to actually be recognised? Do you know what I think? I, th I think... Um... I think women do have it harder and I think we have to prove ourselves and I know for me because I what was interesting is I worked at an agency that was very male dominated and I felt that I felt that in many ways and and so I suppose I've always had this thing where I need to prove myself and I need to prove to myself that I am credible that I'm not I suppose one of my greatest fears and I know you spoke about imposter syndrome a few episodes ago one of my biggest fears has always been being found out to be a fraud like for whatever reason I have this real issue about it and so I suppose in my own way I go about things in a way to prove to myself that I'm anything but and so when I look back at the that the time I spent doing all of that work and that study and, and the sacrifices I suppose I'm, I made over that period of time, over the eight years, I wouldn't have changed it, but I think I needed to do that more for myself so that when I showed up as, as a qualified designer, I could hold my hands up and say, actually, I am. You know, I've been through everything that I needed to go through and I'm here today and I can I can hand on heart say that I can do the thing that I'm promising you I can do and I think for me um that that was just really important but but it's interesting the man and the woman sort of scenario because I, I do think we especially in business I think women see do business very different to men very differently very differently and I think we see things very differently I think we are perhaps more emotionally connected to the thing we do. Um, and, and so with that comes other layers of, you know, we will go that above and beyond to make sure that we, it, it, what we do is very much aligned with us. It's not just a mechanism to make money. It's, it's more than that. And, and so I think the way we approach what we do is probably different. And, and so things like getting ourselves qualified and, and jumping through those hoops, yeah, I would say are are probably sort of more prevalent to maybe women. That, I'm not saying men won't, but but I I wonder if the way we think, yeah, maybe so. Um, I know my husband was like, what another course? <laughs> but, but I need it's all been valid. It's all played its part in my yeah. journey. You know, I think um, the the man woman thing. Um, we do ha have to work harder. We do have to. 
but it's there is a question mark that that always hangs around with me who is it that makes us work harder i personally don't believe that men make us work harder we have this inbuilt thing that demands that we work harder because we are women um and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i am not um dismissing the discrimination that exists in business because it does it yeah. does and it's very very strong but i think the worst discriminator in business is ourselves as women and we go out and we prove to ourselves that we are worthy i believe that yeah. I, don't, I don't think we're actually proving to anybody else other than ourselves yeah no. uh, it's it's a tricky one naomi you uh, you're in such a uh, a man's world as it were as a as an architect what are your thoughts on it? Because I know I've got mine when I'm out on a building site, that, that feeling that I get. But it'd be interesting to hear what Naomi's got to say. I think, <clears throat> I think I've always been a very driven person anyway. Um, and I've, I've always been competitive. I used to do a lot of sports growing up and I just like to win. <laughs> <laughs> and um i've sort of brought that through my education so i was determined to be an architect i don't even know where that even came from i just enjoyed looking at buildings and um was encouraged to to look at architecture as a career um but i think i was naively unaware of this um male woman divide for a long time um and i think i think quite rightly um, i i wasn't looking out for it I, I didn't feel discriminated um but in architecture it was still a sort of a third women two-thirds men but in something like engineering it was like less than five or ten percent at the time that I was was going to study and I actually um, managed to get a sponsorship through my old company to go to university based on the premise that as an engineer females would get funded because they wanted more women in construction in engineering in particular so I managed to persuade um, the the architecture firm that I, I worked at at the time to, to sponsor me through university because that's what en engineers were entitled to as women um, so I guess that was probably my first taste um, just before university of bearing in mind that I'd worked for a year in a company so I was, I was well aware that most of the people I worked with were middle-aged men um, because it's true like most people on building sites that's what they are most people in the companies that I worked with at the time that that's that was the predominant um age and gender um and I think um as an architect I think it was fine um I didn't have any um qualms about the difference between the way men and women do business um, but I think moving over into construction, it was a very, very different culture that I had to almost learn. Um, I think, you know, things are done in a stereotypical male way. The louder you shout, the more you get. <laughs> um, the, the more bullish you are, 
the more you get your own way. And I think in my heart, as usual, as I keep bringing up on these things, I rebelled against that. And that made me even more determined to just, to just be and to prove by just being, but by my, maybe my experience, maybe my qualifications. Um, yeah, so that's a really, I, I haven't really analysed it, hence my waffling. Um, <laughs> but I, do, I don't know whether that, <laughs> that um, feeds into what you were thinking, Lorraine, and whether that feeds into your experience now on construction. Yeah. So, Karen, what would you say to, to somebody who is thinking about starting up in business, okay, for themselves, they've lost their mojo in their job, they're thinking about starting up in business and they are going to need a logo and what they're thinking is, I can go on the internet and find me a logo. What would you say to somebody? Oh, don't. <laughs> no. um, <clears throat> do you know what? What I would probably say is, um, I don't think it's something to rush into. I think you can take your time and figure things out in advance of just going and getting a logo. Because I think that's exactly what people do. They start a business and it's like, oh, I need, I need, I need a logo. That's fine. Actually, do they? Because if you're creating something for your business that doesn't reflect who you are, what you do, and how you want to be seen, surely that's going to do more damage going forward. So I would probably recommend just take your time, figure it out, spend some time figuring out what you want. Why are you in business? Go back to the basics and ask yourself, why are you choosing what I deem to be the most difficult path? Because in business, it's not easy. Um, you know, there are challenges coming at you all the time. So why are you choosing to do that? And be really clear on that. What is your purpose? And what do you want from this? Are you in it just to make money or are you in it to make a difference? And be really clear and, and, and take some time and understand you and where you want to show up and how you want to show up. And then at the right time, then think about getting the logo, but do it in context of everything else. You know, it's money that doesn't need to be spent straight away. Um, so when you do, make sure that you're getting the right level of, you know, it's right for your business and that it's, it's going to help you as opposed to hinder you. That's a good shout. Thank yeah. you, Karen. Thank you so much. That's a really good shout because actually you might be going, you might have found your purpose. You know, I want to do this because, yeah. however, you may not actually know what it is that you want to do or what you want to specialize in. So I think holding back on that logo and yeah. finding out what's behind it, what's in the DNA. And yeah. you'll only know that when you start getting clients, starting to do work um overcoming challenges all of those things then you'll realize the bit that is actually you and